The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Close your eyes and pull like down. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose the credit union, choose local, choose community. The Cork Curlers have started life under Pat Ryan with two wins from two in the National League, beating All-Ireland champions Limerick in week one and following up with an impressive away win against Galway in Pierce Stadium last weekend. Though the competitiveness of the league has been called into question this season, Cork have looked good thus far and are already being touted as potential All-Ireland contenders in what is Ryan's first season in charge. On today's podcast, we'll be joined by Dennis Hurley, hurling correspondent with The Echo, to discuss the opening two wins and the potential this current group has. Some headlines from elsewhere in the West Cork sporting universe First, though, and Kieran, starting with the Cork footballers who welcome Dublin to Porca Cueve this weekend. Having beaten Kildare on the road <clears throat> in round two, John Cleary's Chargers will be hoping they can follow up that win by delivering a performance of note when the TG Cahar cameras come to Cork on Sunday. But Kieran, what I want to ask you about this one is, what would John Cleary be happy with on Sunday, in your opinion? Will a decent performance be enough or will he be targeting a win against the Dubs? John Cleary would want the win, no doubt about it. He'd want, he'd want a win at home for the, hopefully a large Cork crowd and like you said on the TG Cahar cameras as well. The chance for, for Cork to build on their impressive performance against Kildare and almost put the bed. That opening loss to Mead, which is a Porky Creek too, that was a, a bad day at the office or to be precise, a bad second half at the office for Cork that day. So this is a, a, a chance for, for Cork to show that they are moving in the right direction, but be under no illusions. This is a, a huge challenge for, for Cork. Um, Dublin are one of the favourites for, for the All-Ireland for a reason, that they are still one of the best teams in the country. And in many people's eyes, they're the team best place to dethrone Kerry. So that just shows you where, I suppose, where Dublin are. And then we're talking about Cork. Realistically, Cork are a mid-table Division Two team. So while Dublin are down in Division 2 this year, there still is a big gulf in class between the two sides. So Dublin have a 100% record after their first two games. That's no surprise. They beat Kildare the first day out. They were um, they beat Limerick then on the second day out. And they were convincing winners there. So Dublin are one of the, they are the favourites to win promotion from Division 2. But Cork, Cork people don't to win this game. They have to, and that's the way they have to approach it. <clears throat> You can't have any fear. You have to take Dublin on, play smart. But Cork will be looking like if Cork pull off a shock and get a win here, suddenly they're on four points. 
and all of a sudden that's four points after three games. Games coming up against Clare, Limerick, Loud, and that's for the greatest respect to those counties. But they are more winnable games, you could say, than playing the likes of a Dublin or 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 um or Derry. Even though any Clare listeners to this podcast will probably take umbrage with that, given how Clare have had the upper hand in Cork or parity in the last couple of years. So um, it, it's a chance for for Cork to show that they have made progress this year. But like I said, we're under no illusion; it's going to be a, a tough game. But what Cork cannot do, they cannot repeat the mistakes they made against me that first day. They cannot gift Dublin chances because uh, Mead's going three goals, and if if, if, that, if Cork offer up those chances to Dublin, they'd punish they'd, they'd punish Cork. So it's a it's a big test for Cork. And we always said that we'd we'd start to judge this Cork team after the first three games of the league, and um, so we'll have a better idea of where they stand. They were facing into games against, like I said, against Clare and Limerick. So more winnable games, but big game, huge game front of, front of the live TV cameras, and hopefully we'll get a big crowd there too. Uh, to use a bit of a cliche here and just to talk about the dubs for a second, like from Cork's point of view, is this uh, a, a, as good a time as any to face the dubs as Cork have had in recent years? Because like they beat Kildare, but they didn't blow them away in the same way Cork did on the road. Obviously, they beat Limerick as well, but again, they didn't run up a cricket score. This is a Dublin team that's also going through a period of transition. They're not necessarily the dominant dubs that we've become so familiar with over the last decade or so. So is this the first time maybe in a decade that Cork are going into a game against Dublin and they're feeling like maybe they can actually do something because over the last decade or more, it's been a case of Cork going into the Dublin games and just kind of expecting to lose, whether it be uh, primarily in championship uh, meeting so to cut it long story short is this a good time to be facing the dubs given what they're going through themselves at the moment yeah I suppose you, you could look at it that way too because the likes of Kieran Kilkenny um, um, sorry Jack McCaffrey sorry he's not he hasn't featured yet but looking at the team there that played Limerick like they still have Kieran Kilkenny they still have Dean Rock Conor Callahan Niall Scully Brian Finton uh, it's still such a good team Dean Rock scored one five against Against Limerick, Conor Callan got four points from play. Finton got a got a goal as well. So even though it's not the Dublin team that dominated football for that glorious six or seven years, there's still a lot of really good footballers there. And if you think back to last year's All Ireland semi final, where Sean O'Shea got that last gasp winning free for for Kerry, I I'd still put it if if Dublin had a had their first fifteen of that day, they, they could have won that game. They were right in that game, and that Kerry really rattled them. And that for Sean O'Shea's. Um, Glorious winning point for from a from a carry point of view, um, Dublin could have kicked on an extra time and won that game. So that shows you where Dublin are at. Is it a good time to play them? I think it is in ter- because it's early in the league. They don't have all their players back in yet. Whereas Cork have quite a settled fifteen, but Cork also have the Sigerson Cup players this week. Um, that Sigerson Cup final is is Wednesday night. Uh, UN UCC. There's a the likes of Morris Shenley from Clannacilty team and, and a few more of the Cork lads are involved in the. In, in that game, so it's a, it's another, I suppose, Cork in the open weeks of the league, we've had to juggle a lot of Sigurdsson Cup duties with the league, so it's been a huge load on players. But yeah, it, it's it's a good time to to play the dubs, and it's an opportunity for, for Cork to get a big, a, a big scalp to, um, to to take down one of, one of the big teams. Claudio Sullivan, after the win against Kildare, made a reference in his, um, so his inside track column, 
that he couldn't re- remember the last time that Cork had won away to a team ranked above them so convincingly. That was after their 13-point win against Kildare. So you can imagine what would happen if Cork could beat the Dubs, the, the boost that that would give to them. So Cork fans will travel in hope, but also the reality that Dublin are a better team right now still. As we said, that game is on Sunday and it's on TG Cahar and we'll have wall-to-wall coverage following the culmination of that game on our website and in next week's Southern Star as well. Switching our attention to soccer now and it was a huge weekend in the West Cork League last weekend with the top of the table clash between Drina and Clon drawing most of the attention. So Kieran, what's the state of play in the league after Sunday's game? Drina Rangers beat Clonakilty 2-1 and this was the top of the table clash. This was first against second and it was Drina who came out on top and they've really taken control of the title race in the Premier Division now. So they have 11 games played and there are 28 points and they're six points ahead of Clonakilty Soccer Club who have also played a game more they may have at United around 19 points after 10 games. So Drina are really in control of this year's title race. But if you actually go down through the table, um, the Menway Town, they've only played eight games and their latest win was, I think it was 4-2 on Monday night. But they're now on 16 points. Okay, they're 12 points behind Drina, but they have three games in hand. And there's a huge game coming up against those two teams quite soon. But Drina, reigning Premier Division champions, are in control. Barry O'Driscoll, Hawthorne, that man just can't stop scoring goals. He got his 20th and 21st goals of the season uh, against Clannacilty last weekend. So Drina are the team are the team to beat. They're in control of this title race. The Manway Town need to win all their games at hand. And you're back to that that old uh, the question, Jack. Are you better to have points on the board or have games at hand? You know, can if Drina have the points on the board? The Manway know they have to win every game from here on to even put it up to to to, to Drina Rangers. So it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks in the in the West Cork League Premier Division. But before we move on, I think a congratulations to Salan. They have won promotion from the championship. They had another big win last weekend. And while they haven't won the title just yet, it seems that their odds on to do so. I think Barry United are the only team that can stop Salan winning the the championship title, but again, it will take a very United to win their last 60 games and for Salant to lose their last two or something like that. My mathematics might be exactly right there, but um, Salant will be in the Premier Division next year. But the only question now is who will win that Premier Division title? Okay, Kieran, finally, before we switch our attention to hurling, uh, just a kind of a heartwarming story to bring listeners now. On a recent episode of the Star Sport, podcast we welcome Pa Kern from Kloshta Pubble Vontry to chat about basketball in the school and one topic that was covered was wheelchair basketball and you have some good news to share with our listeners on the back of that episode. Oh this is a, a really feel good story um, and we're delighted here in the Star Sport podcast to have some small part in this like you said we with Pat Kern from um, he was on the podcast we're chatting about the was the basketball boom in the school. Like they have 16 teams and they were all are in finals recently. And during the course of the conversation, Pat was talking about their their desire to purchase wheelchairs to put out a wheelchair basketball team in Clash to Public Ventry. And he put out a call. He put out a call. He said, is there anyone out there who would like to buy a chair or help us? And lo and behold, there was one man missing to our podcast. 
uh, Jim Hughes is actually from Scotland. Well, uh, there was more than one man. This man was oh, one well, of many. Sorry, there was, there was one very important man among the thousands and thousands of our weekly listeners. There was one man, Jim Hughes. He's a very, very well-known basketball coach in, in Kerry. And he's overseeing the rise of, of uh, Scott Pobich, Lee Lucre in Ratmore as one of the, the top schools in the in, in the country. But Jim actually works with Healthcare 21 as well. They're a, a leading healthcare distributor. And he saw that Healthcare 21 could help um, uh, Pat Curran and, and Klaus de Pobble Ventry. He got in touch with Pat and it put in motion, Jack, this um, different parties getting involved from... This was Fergie Codlin from, from the West Cork Development. We Tim Burke from Cork Sports Partnership, Tina Horan from Cork Sports Partnership as well. And they all got together. And the, the end result is that the school will now get, had, they have the funding to purchase 10 sports wheelchairs for basketball. And that's incredible. It's absolutely brilliant. And what's so exciting here too is that it now seems that, oh, it looks like that Clash de Purple Ventry would be the first school in Ireland to provide wheelchair sport as part of their curriculum in the junior and senior cycle. So it's a brilliant story, a really feel good story. Just to say, delighted for everyone involved in the school. And it's just, it shows that hard work do, does pay off. And they put a huge amount of, of time into this, a huge amount of time into their sports in Clash de Purple Ventry. So it's great for this to to come to fruition and we're just delighted here like i said in the star sport podcast to have helped join the dots i was talking to mary and carey the school principal on friday and she said that the, the podcast was the eureka moment because it actually jim hughes heard what clash public entry wanted to do he knew pat Curran through basketball already even though pat didn't know what jim's job was and um, but it, it just brought them together and the end result is that the school is now going to they have the funding to purchase those 10 wheelchairs. So absolutely brilliant. So well done to all involved. Yeah, massively positive story there. Now we're going to take a quick break, but coming up after that break, we're going to be joined by the Echoes, Dennis Hurley, to talk about the current state of the Cork senior hurling team under their new boss, Pat Ryan. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Two games, two wins, a lot to be positive about with the car curlers. What are the, the big learnings that you've taken from the opening two league games, Dennis? Well, basically, whenever we've spoken to Pat Ryan after the matches, um, and they've all been wins so far. They Cork have won three in the Munster Hurling League. They won the Kevin O'Brien Cup against UCC, and now two in the National League. After all those games, Pat Ryan has been keen to talk up the attitude and the character. Basically, he's kind of looking at it in terms of building blocks um, you know, putting the foundations in place that like hard work needs to come first and then you can work on the hurling and the skills and that. And I suppose with injuries and the Fitzgibbon Cup and things like that, they've had to shuffle their pack maybe more than they thought they would or maybe more than they'd like to, but that's given guys chances. And I suppose that'll be the very heartening thing that they've been able to keep winning, even with all those changes and with new guys coming in. I suppose it's an advantage that the management would have worked with so many of the squad with the under-20 team that won the two All-Irelands in 2020 and 2021. But definitely the, there's encouraging signs there. Obviously, you, you take things with a pinch of salt and it is the league, but beating the two teams that are top of the bookmakers' um, standings has to be encouraging. 
Look at the scores they put up the last couple of games. It was 2-17 against Limerick, All-Ireland champions, and then 4-24 against Galway. Like, they're two, two big scores to put up. And look at the scores the last day. Conor Lahan, 2-3, Declan Dalton, 8 points. Sean, 2 week from courses with a brace of goals as well. And there was no hockey the last day either. So that's incredible. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, after the Limerick match, I asked Pat about the need to get goals and the fact that there had been way more of a goal scoring threat in the second half against Limerick. And he said, yeah, that if Cork were to do anything this year, they'd need to be scoring three or four goals in every match. So they definitely ticked that box in Salt Hill. They were unlucky with another one. Declan Dalton hit the crossbar in the first half, but he got eight points, six from play, even aside from that. And I think he was the, people, the person that a lot of people were talking about after the, the game. People in Cork, I suppose, weren't well aware of what he could do um, but you know, for him to be able to kind of do that against the top team has definitely kind of brought him to a, a wider audience. Declan Dalton aside, who's impressed you these last couple of games? Oh, and Downey at fullback has settled in really well. He's the younger brother of Robert um, from Glen Rovers, um, and he's still only, I think he's still only 19. He, he'll be 20 this year, um, and he he he's really. Um, He's really settled in well, you know, he hasn't looked out of place at all. Um, but it, but again, Pat Ryan said that a few years ago, they brought him in onto the under-20 panel when he was 17, and that if he'd been eligible, he would have started under-20. So the management aren't surprised at, at how well he's done. But, you know, it is still a big step up to, to senior inter-county, and not everyone is, is able to make it. So, you know, he's done well. Brian Roach from Bright Rovers has... has um, has has performed well as well, kind of midfield or wing forward, I suppose. You know, with Dara Fitzgibbon out injured, he's he's been a good a good replacement for that for that type of player. Um, and I, I think they they'd be encouraged really with, with with everybody so far, and that everyone is kind of doing what's being asked of them at this early stage in the year. Um, and you know, it, it can only can only bode well as the year goes on. You'd imagine. How do you think Cork under Pat Ryan will differ from the Cork we've seen the last couple of years? What do you think Pat will bring to the bring to the team, bring to the role? I think he, he's obviously manager in title, but I think he's next in coach. Um, and he's served as coach for two years under Kieran Kingston and Kieran's first stint. Um, and I interviewed him when he got the job first, and he said, you know, aside from winning Munster Championships for All-Irelands or whatever, what he wanted at the end of his term was that any player involved would have become a better player. And I suppose if that happens, you get the silverware as the end result, but that they're the, the ingredients that go into the recipe to get the end product. Um, and I, I think he is someone who, who lives and breathes hurling. Um, and he, he can see kind of, I suppose, what guys need, you know, that they mightn't be aware of themselves in order to improve and he can get that message across and, and kind of impart the, the advice that will, will help them to become better players. Looking at the, the fixtures over the next couple of weeks, Cork have a break this weekend, then home to Westmead, home to Wexford and away to Clare. So what's your expectation for the, for the rest of the league? Because it's, it's looking good now, having those two wins under the belt against Limerick and Galway. Yeah, absolutely. Without disrespecting Westmead, you would imagine that would become three victories, um, and then you know you you a home game against Wexford to come, like you said. So I suppose looking at it at this point, there's a, a very good chance 
of making the, the league final. Um, there's no semi-finals this year, um, unlike last year when the top two in each group went to the semis. People maybe were a bit, I think, burned by the league last year. Like Watford did really well in the league, beat Cork in the final, and then kind of fell flat in the championship, whereas Cork got to the final as well, and then lost their first two championship games. Um, and people were saying, oh, is that because they, they took the league too seriously? But I think you can be there can be a danger just falling into a kind of a narrative fallacy like that like in Brian Cody's time Kilkenny more often than not went out to do well in the league and they won a good number of doubles you know I wouldn't be just saying oh because that this happened last year it'll happen again this year there's nothing like winning matches especially if you're trying to develop a group with a lot of young players you know getting getting that kind of experience um and and you know just testing yourself on, on big occasions can only help you further down the line. So, you know, I think I think at this stage, Cork would would welcome a successful league. You know, Cork have won the league since 1998, um, which is a, a crazy statistic, or it would be if it wasn't overshadowed by the fact Cork have won the All-Ireland since 2005. Um, so, yeah, I think th- th- there's nothing like winning. So I, I, think, I think Cork will continue to do well through the league. There's still more guys to come back who haven't featured yet this year, like, Seamus Harnley and Tim O'Mahony, so the competition for places will only get stronger um, and that, that can only be, be a good thing for players and management. Finally, Dennis, and on that competition for places, and you know on the start how we love to fly that West Cork flag on Lucy Sound, Luke Mead, good game out the first day against Limerick, he was a sub against Galway, came on in the second half. How's, how's his form been so far? Yeah, uh, Luke has been Luke has been good. You, you, I suppose you know what you're going to get from Luke, really. You know, he... Um, He's not there by accident, you know. This is the it's the fourth different managerial term he's been involved in, like two Kieran Kingston, John Myler, and Pat Ryan. They're guys who know they're hurling, you know, and you know they have him there for a reason. They they see what he can do and they they know what he brings, and I think it it does just un- underline his worth and his usefulness that you know he he's able to to fill a number of roles and he can. He can do the job, I suppose, quietly and efficiently, maybe a lot of the time, which maybe counts against him unfairly, but you you definitely be be going on the opinions of, of the men who make the decisions. Good, stuff. Good start for the court corners. Let's hope it continues. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast and Kieran, we're going to quickly wrap up this week's episode with the usual preview of Thursday's Southern Star Sports section. So what can readers expect? I know there's a very, very special feature in Thursday's sports section. Yeah, in Thursday Sport, we have our next generation feature. So that's our big look at the top young sports talents here in West Cork. And this is the biggest and best yet, Jack. It's over eight pages. We've 32 young sports people profiled, which is incredible. And this isn't the definitive list. This is some of the West Cork sport, dependent young West Cork sports people. So if there are people listening to this podcast and, they, and they're reading the star on Thursday or Friday or Saturday and they think of someone else, oh, lads, you should have included them. Just get in contact. Just drop me an email at sport at southernstar.ie and fill me in on what they're doing. 
But I have to say there's incredible talent coming up in West Cork sport. We have, just to give our listeners a teaser, it's the likes of Mark Collins in, in the, the hockey player from Bandon. He's training with the Irish senior men's hockey team twice a week. He's in college up in, in UCD. He did huge things at Bandon Grammar School, but he's destined for big things as well. The likes of Katie O'Driscoll, she's a a, a young, talented player and um, basketball and footballer from, from Clannacilty. She was in the Irish U17 women's basketball team last year, also won an all-earned minor football title with Cork last year. And um, Millie Condon was in front of the star last week, just named now as the Cork minor ladies football captain. She's a dual star. Last year, she won all-Ireland titles with the minor Cork ladies footballers, the, the Cork minor Camogie team, with her, with her school sacred heart. The soccer players, from Sam Bailey to John O'Donovan, we have a young fella as well. He's a pentathlete on O'Callaghan from Bandon Athletic Club. We have rugby players, Michael O'Donovan and Dylan Hicks, who are in the IRFU National Talent Programme and both go to school in Colossal Public Bantry as well. And that's typically iceberg stuff. So I have to really emphasise to our listeners, pick up this week's star because you will be re-energised and you will know that West Cork Sport is in safe hands in years to come. Apart from that, we've all the usual suspects in there. We, we have an interview with Bobby O'Dwyer, the Cork under-20 football manager, and taking the West Cork angle again. There was 11 West Cork players on the Cork under-20 team that drew with um, Leash in the John Kerrins Cup opener last week. So that, that's an incredible. It's uh, West Cork has taken over again, and it's great to see so many talented young West Cork footballers on the way up. We have a page special from Randall Oaks, big celebration night. We've an interview with Emer, um, with Emma Cleary, who's the daughter of Cork senior football manager John Cleary. Emma is actually the vice captain of the Cork ladies football team. Um, we've rugby there. We haven't even touched on the senior national indoor championships are on this weekend. Phil Healy, Joan Healy, Darren McLean, they'll all be in action. And we've an update on that. We've road bowling. We've the match interview from or the match report from Drina Rangers beating. Kennedy Soccer Club. We also have the West Cork under 15s, Jack, are in England right now and their midterm break. And on Wednesday, they were going training at Liverpool's Kirkby training ground. They're, they were playing Burnley this week. They're going to the championship match between Wigan and Norwich on Saturday as Wigan's special guest. Like, what an incredible week for, for this young West Cork under 15 soccer team. They're also taking on Stephen Gerrard's old soccer, soccer club as well. It's brilliant adventure of a lifetime so we have that and loads loads more it's absolutely packed and it's our biggest sports section of the year so go out and get it yeah absolutely and it's massive value for money in shops across west cork and beyond and you can also subscribe online and read the southern star on your computer tablet or smartphone for less than two euro per week just go to www.subscribe.southernstar.com .ie. I can hear people cutting the grass outside here and it's a sign of spring. I can almost smell the freshly cut grass. The sun is shining. What a beautiful time to be alive. Let's wrap up this week's Star Sport podcast there. Thanks for listening as always, especially to people who listen in and buy wheelchairs for Bantry basketball what a brilliant story that is and thanks as well to our producer dylan mangan if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube or wherever else you get your podcasts slant hommel